Welcome to Inside Michigan Business Podcast. This episode is made possible by Dell for Startups, providing solutions for all of your startup needs at special savings. Check out Dell's top business class PCs and accessories and register at startupnation.com forward slash Dell to save on Dell's awesome lineup of best-in-class laptops, monitors, and accessories. I'm Jeff Sloan. Today on Inside Michigan Business, we're fortunate to have Matt Cullen on with us. He's been a guy on the leading edge of the revitalization of the city of Detroit and the surrounding regions. He's contributed significantly to the great growth of our economy here, and we're thrilled to have him on this episode of Inside Michigan Business. Matt's going to do a little look back, tell us what has worked, and maybe even a look forward about the future of our region as well. Matt Cullen is the chairman of Jack Entertainment today, the casino company. Previously, he spent more than a decade leading gaming, real estate, and other initiatives for Dan Gilbert's family of companies. During that time, he helped revitalization efforts within Detroit and served most recently as the chief executive at Bedrock Detroit. Now, prior to working with Dan Gilbert and his family of companies, Cullen had a long career at General Motors and was also, interestingly, instrumental in making the M1 rail streetcar system happen in the city of Detroit. And he currently serves as chairman of Invest Detroit and vice chairman of the Downtown Detroit Partnership. Wow, Matt Cullen, you're not just a guy that's got vision. You're a guy that executes and makes things happen. We're thrilled to have you. Matt, you know, those of us who are Detroiters have roots in Michigan and here in this region here, we've all obviously rooted for the rebirth of Detroit. And we've seen a lot of major change, a lot of positives. Tell us where you sit today. You've had purview into the reality of what's going on, what's working, what's not, what real change has transpired. How do you feel about where we are today in Detroit and in the region? You know, I feel good, optimistic. It's certainly, we had so much momentum before COVID, right? It was an unprecedented time in recent history in the city of Detroit with all the great things that were going on. And it was not only a significant developments taking place, but significant activities in the neighborhoods. The restaurants were coming, all of the activities coming downtown. A lot of the uh, new venture capital and stuff was starting to work downtown. I mean, obviously, Dan Gilbert's sort of moved downtown in 2010, had, had a lot to do with that, but there was a lot of underlying things as well. And so it was going uh, as well as we've seen it in decades. We've taken a step back over the last couple of years, no question about that. But what's different, I think, is it used to be kind of like, you know, if the country got the flu, Detroit got pneumonia and that kind of thing, it doesn't feel that way this time. I mean, you downtown, there's still a lot of vitality. There's a lot of things going on. And we've weathered that storm, I think, uh, much better than we would have in the past. And uh, of course, now we have another storm with uh, the recession and so on. But again, it feels um, much more sustainable as far as the momentum. So while we might have slowed down, we didn't step back. And I think that's a, a great thing yeah. for us. You know, it seems success and positive change seems more broadly based, seems deeper, certainly at the epicenter of it, at the heart of it. Dan Gilbert, you mentioned, no question, in his team, you included, obviously, at the very top. But it's become much broader than that. And, you know, even with some changes in Dan's personal life recently and so on, it's still, there's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of momentum. And that's because of this kind of broad base now momentum that we have. You know, you and I have been working on this for a long time, and we get exposed to these projects. It used to be the Renaissance Center was going to save the city of Detroit, or CompUR is going to come down, or the Illiches were going to do the thing, something, or Dan. But, but the reality is, over the course of the last 10 years or 15 years, it's changed. It's a much broader recovery. I mean, people want to be involved in the city of Detroit now. And the nature of the investments are no longer these sort of episodic 
big things. Now it's all the organic stuff filling in around it and a real desire for people to be involved in the city of Detroit. And, and that's starting to be reflected by the, the national recognition. I mean, a lot of that, I think, probably tied to Detroit bankruptcy, where they were able to go through that and create a, a real foundation for growth going forward that was more sustainable than we've had in a long time before that. Yeah. And I picked up on your comment about in the past, we've had that one big thing and we hang our hat on that one big thing. But then afterward, you know, it just kind of wanes, you know, and we find ourselves kind of right back to where we are. The difference with you and Dan and the others who not only rode this wave, but drove this wave this time to create that broad base, that confluence of all these other things that came together concurrently and following on that has made the difference. And no question about that. So I want to ask you, you know, as I mentioned before, you sit at a spot where you're one of the doers. We've all dreamed of a better Detroit, you included, but the reality is you've contributed greatly to the success we've had in achieving the mission. What are some of the things that really jump out at you as you look back, you know, in the early days of your effort to make all this happen that you're most proud of? Well, that's a great question. I mean, certainly, you know, we talk about General Motors, uh, the Renaissance Center, the decision from General Motors to come down and, and to buy the Renaissance Center in 1996, right? It's been 25 years now. At the time, it was the end of uh, sort of the Coleman Young era, the beginning of Dennis Archer era. And and I, I really think that was sort of a, a, a sea change in what was taking place in the city because the largest corporation, the largest industrial corporation in the city and, and historically in our community reaffirmed their commitment to come downtown. And, and I think that really made a lot of difference. I mean, it really provided, uh, again, a, a foundation for people to build on. And then Pete Carmanis came down. And of course, the Illiches have been working hard. And then others came down. And then, and then Dan came down. And, and, uh, and so there was a, I think that kind of momentum and connectivity allowed for us to see a better Detroit in the future and to, you know, to have the optimism necessary. Certainly, I mentioned the bankruptcy already, but going through that, getting that behind us, getting um, really stable political leadership now, like we have with Mike Duggan and Warren Evans and, and the governor, all of those things, I think, provided the, um, you know, the context to allow us to, uh, to envision a different Detroit. And, and, uh, and I think that's rapidly coming to place. Yeah. I think one of the key things that Dan and team, you guys have always done very well, is to serve beyond your own mission, but to serve as ambassadors for the mission. And rallying those other components that you've just mentioned, some of which you've highlighted, to get on board, taking that role of ambassador and, and that influence, using your brand, using your brand equity, using your success, putting it all on the line and getting others to buy in. That's a major part of what drove the success that we're now seeing and enjoying as Detroiters and Michiganders who love the region so much. Let's talk about the real estate market downtown. Is that stable? Is that sustainable? Is that for real? Uh, you know, there's a lot of positive change, but is it enough? When we look at that sector, as I say, pick them one by one. As the real estate sector downtown, we're seeing some vacancies. Where are we headed? Well, no question. It's really an interesting time, right, from a real estate market standpoint. I think a lot of it's still doing very well. The residential is booming. Uh, the commercial is doing really well. Certainly the office market is softer, right? And, and I think there's a still a shaking out to be done as to uh, how often people are in their place of work and, and what percentage of them are back down there and that kind of thing. And so I think the jury's still out on that a little bit as to how quickly that comes back. But I do think it comes back because everybody's beginning to understand that you can't maintain a culture for years operating remotely, right? Because, I mean, you don't have that sort of emotional bank account. You don't have that relationship with somebody. You don't all of those things were able to be harvested during the course of the first couple of years, but they don't happen unless you continue to invest in them. So everything I'm seeing says people are going to start coming 
it's going to be it's going to be uh, a hybrid, right? You're going to be uh, you're going to be sometimes remote and sometimes in the office. But but I think when you're in the office, though, I think that's where the vitality comes from. That's where the culture comes from. So I feel good about the Detroit market, still real estate market in general. And we're investing in a lot of important infrastructure projects that are starting to create an environment that people want to be down there to for as well. So I think that's important. Infrastructure. What about, you know, significant new development going on downtown? A lot of projects on the board? Well, there are. I mean, obviously, again, with Dan, with Hudson's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, right. there's nothing more transformational that's the than biggest. that. But, but everywhere around there, you see in all of the residential projects, and a lot of them aren't Dan anymore. And now the riverfront, I mean, is uh, yes. we're, we're continuing to expand uh, the great work on the, on, the, uh, on the riverfront. You know, we've been working on the riverfront for 20 years. This is our anniversary, five and a half miles. We just had groundbreakings on the Wilson Park and a number of other major initiatives. So we're really excited about that. Best river walk in the United States two years in a row. Pretty cool. But now the city of Detroit is also working on a, a massive project called the Joe Louis Greenway. That's going to be about 27 miles, and it's going to go all the way through the city of Detroit. It's going to be very similar to what's taking place on the riverfront, on the Dequinder Cut. And really, from a personal standpoint, from a riverfront conservancy standpoint, really been excited to work with the city on that project because it goes through 24 different neighborhoods in the city. We expect over time for that to create billions of dollars of economic development. And it provides a lot of equity for the neighborhoods to have access to this beautiful public space and to have access down to the riverfront. So $2 billion in economic development along that corridor now. And now that's starting to expand into the neighborhoods. Uh, I chair uh, Invest Detroit, and it's, a, it's an entity that really has focused on economic development in the city of Detroit and the region. And uh, together with Mayor Duggan and a lot of the philanthropic organizations, everybody's now focusing on the neighborhoods as well. So that's a different breadth of investment than we've seen in the past. Yeah, and that's exactly where I wanted to go next was to economic development. What are some of the you know cornerstones, uh, the hallmarks of an economic development initiative as you see it that are critical to being successful and growing the region? One of the big components of what we just talked about is the, is the place, right? You have to have a place that people want to be at because now the world is so virtual and so flexible that uh, you can work from anywhere. So part of it is the place we just talked about. Part of it is talent and creating the flow of talent into the district. Some of it is the new types of jobs that people are interested in. And again, Dan's in the forefront of that. There's a lot of fintech taking place. There's a lot of IT, life sciences, things that are working now. So um, that, I think, is happening. And then, again, I, I, I talk about it almost in two uh, contexts, but it's not. Uh, it's one big one, but uh, the same thing's taking place in the neighborhoods. I mean, so all of those small commercial corridors uh, through the Mayor's Strategic Neighborhood Fund, they're being reinvested in, and you're creating places that people can live and, and uh, that are attracted to folks. And so it's a balance of both, I think, but we're making progress on both fronts. Yeah, you know, and, and a big part of it, too, is the messaging, our ability to get the word out, our ability to manage our own brand and to influence others with respect to who we are, what we stand for, what it means to live in this region in Michigan. We've been blessed recently with some pretty high accolades and awards and recognition. I mean, Time Magazine just featuring Detroit as one of the top places in the world. And even recently, you know, recognizing the Detroit region as one of the best startup ecosystems in the world. Are these things better PR initiatives than they were in the past? You look at the Detroit region and say, really? Detroit, one of the top 50 places in the world now recognized by Time Magazine. And we, of course, we love Detroit. I'm saying this with a great degree of hope sure. and pride and everything else. But what do you think is what's behind all that? 
Well, I mean, it's a bit of both, right? But I mean, it is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think back to 20 years ago, we were also on the cover of Time Magazine. It was the tragedy of Detroit, of course, right? Right. And Coming they, from that to this. Right. They compared us to New Orleans with Katrina, right? And so, <laughs> um, and now to see what's taking place, I mean, we weren't that bad then, and we're we're probably not quite where the uh, they're putting this uh, out there now uh, as far as the good part of it. But it, it's a fundamental difference, right? I mean, you're here. I mean, folks that are listening to the show they know it's just different. The, the entire community feels different. I mean, people are excited to be a part of what's going on in the city of Detroit. People are flocking in from around the country that want to be a part of what's happening. They, they, they're hearing the buzz. They're, they're, they're beginning yeah. to understand there's a lot of things happening. You can make a difference here. You can impact on the community in a, in a way you can't do in New York or Chicago or something. You know, it's a big, small town, and I, I think we're inviting in that regard. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the idea that now people are beginning to believe. And of course, success breeds success. You know, there's that certain momentum upward or downward is a reality in all of this equation. And we seem to have some real upward momentum right now. And then, you know, that, that kind of just it becomes exponential. It feeds on itself. We all know how Silicon Valley was formed, all these other great regions around the country that have had uh, great history, great success. And, and now we're, we really are seeing that here. We're feeling it. And, and there's great stories and the economy is becoming diversified. And to that point, I wanted to ask you about, you know, the startup economy here. Again, largely led by Dan in downtown with the formation of Detroit Venture Partners and a couple of now of Hallmark standout deals, some unicorns being born, mm-hmm. some other unicorns having great success in the broader region. How do you feel about the impact of what's really going on as a contribution to this success we're now enjoying from that part of the economic effort? I think we're making tremendous progress and, and it's exciting. And Dan's part of it for sure. The Wilson Foundation, Dave Egner, those guys have been focused on the ecosystem of venture for a long time. I mentioned uh, Invest Detroit. Uh, they're working on 120 different projects right now in our region. And what's really been interesting, I think, is that people are understanding that it takes all aspects of that. You need to have the talent. You need to have the place. You need to have the business opportunities. And and I think what um, is different this time is that people are attacking all of those simultaneously. It used to be we'd, we'd almost feel like we were stuck in the mud because we had to do, we, we felt like it was sequential. You had to do this and then you could do this, and then you could do this. And in this instance, it feels like people are, have really identified some of the secret sauce in, in each aspect of that and, and are working on it concurrently. And I think the dividends are being paid. Yeah. Yeah. The Hudson project you mentioned, for example, the, sure. the Ford initiative on the train station, you know, what an exciting project yep. that is. Yep. I mean, not only the building itself, the, you know, rest, restoring that beautiful architecture now, will certainly be a landmark building, always has been, but now restored in all of its grandeur. But more than that, what's happening inside those walls is going to be really exciting. All of the venture activity, the investor interest coming down there, that massive incubator accelerator effort, all these companies really largely rooted in mobility, but even beyond, that's going to bring young people, new enthusiasm, new money, you know, new contributions to the economy. That contributes to not only the economy, but the culture here. No question. And the new project with Stephen Ross and the Illiches, the Detroit Center for Innovation. Yes. Right? So you start thinking about that, right? I mean, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there wasn't anything happening in a sense. And, and now you have the Ford Initiative, which is of a scale that would be you know, unprecedented, right? And then the Rosses and the Illiches and the, and the Gilberts and, and all of these other ecosystems that are supporting each other and growing so quickly. It's, it's exciting to see. And so if you were to look into your crystal ball, and if I were to tell you, you know, look, Detroit's going to fulfill that potential. Detroit's going to fulfill that accolade that Time Magazine just gave us. Detroit's one of the best 50 places in the world. 
And as you look down through the next, you know, 10 years or so, let's say, it's going to fulfill that promise and that accolade because of what, what needs to happen, what did happen, if we were looking back on it, that really then, you know, built on the success we've already had. And in the next 10 years, these other key things happened, and it just took it from here to another level. Yeah, that's a great question. If we can uh, get that formula in place, we're good to go, right? But I mean, I think it's going to continue to take the uh, collaboration between all of the folks that have been working hard on this thing, right? I mean, the reality is it's, it's hard work. And for a long time in the city of Detroit and our region, we weren't collaborative. You didn't have government aligned with business, aligned with philanthropy and working together to get things done and uh, identifying key projects and moving along. And then I think that's starting to happen. And we need to continue that. And we need to continue to create places that people want to come down to, you know, the best river walk in the country two years in a row. I mean, the, the Woodward Corridor, the things that are starting to take place there, the work with the Illiches. I mean, we need to continue to do that. We need to continue to create an environment where the kids graduating our great universities in, in, in state want to come and down here. want to stay here. Yes. Want to stay here, right? I mean, yep. that's, that's probably the biggest single criteria that if you want to measure success 10 years from now. And you need people like Dan and, and others that are visionaries that bring the spark and bring the passion, right? And so um, we have the ingredients. I mean, I, I think the stew has been uh, coming together, and we need to keep working the plan, right? Because uh, we're making that kind of progress. And, and importantly, and, and I always want to keep mentioning this, we need to work on the neighborhoods at the same time because, you know, we're 140 square miles of a, of a city. Yes. And uh, we're not going to be successful if, if seven square miles are doing well and, and 130 aren't. So... I think all of that work that we're doing in the neighborhoods creates an environment that provides a foundation for success as well. And Matt, if I asked you the, the converse of the question, you know, we look back 10 years from now, we, ah, we had it going and we tripped up because what keeps you up at night? What's the most concerning thing? If we were to take a sober and realistic look at where we are and those things that concern us most that could impede our continued trajectory, positive trajectory, it would be what? Well, probably the same. I mean, not paying attention to the breadth of the issues that we have, not paying attention to the fact that we need opportunities for everybody in the city of Detroit, not just the folks downtown. A disalignment of our political forces. I mean, we've been blessed with Mayor Duggan and, and, and Warren Evans and the city council, those kinds of things. But if they're not aligned, I mean, things break down really, really quickly. And people not having the courage that Dan and the Illiches and General Motors and folks have had to continue to, uh, to invest. You have to have a philosophy of we're going to do good and we're going to do well. I mean, we're going to do something for the community, but at the same time, we're going to get the entrepreneurial return because we're taking some risks that wouldn't uh, normally be taken. So I, I think it takes that same alchemy to keep us in a good place. Matt Cullen, can't thank you enough for giving us a you know, bird's eye view of kind of where we are, where we're headed, things we need to be concerned about, insider's look. We really appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and insight with us, and uh, I'd say... Coming off that interview, at least for me, lots of good reason to be optimistic. Thanks, Jeff. Agree yeah, with you. Appreciate it very much, Matt. Thanks okay. for being on. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Inside Michigan Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to receive programming notifications and special event announcements by going to InsideMichiganBusiness.com. Follow us on your favorite social media platform and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Thank you for listening.